Welcome, our fellow lovers of love, and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. And good evening, our fellow lovers of love, and sorry for being a minute late. We had a battery conundrum right here at the jump off of the show. <laughs> the batteries on my mouse died. Right? It, was, it was couldn't work. And so I didn't get my hair done. All kinds of stuff happened. It didn't happen. So we are, but we're here because that's what we do. And thank you for joining us. Lubby has got another show put together for us talking about Christmas because, you know, if you wait until you know Christmas Eve or whatever to have these shows because which is what our show will be right Christmas is Sunday we're gonna have a Christmas Eve show this year yes so that's gonna be fun but if we wait till then to tell you how to survive Christmas it's not gonna be very much good now is it well it won't be and this I picked the topic of plans for Christmas because it is now the beginning of December, and this is what we start thinking about, what our plans for the coming holidays will be. Yeah, so so why don't we just go ahead and start kicking off? Okay, first I came up with 25 ways to spend Christmas alone. Now, this may come as a surprise, but some people choose to spend Christmas alone. I knew of one gentleman I used to work with, that's what he did. Yeah. Well, I, some people I know like to work Christmas for whatever reason. No, he didn't work. He stayed at home. It was his day, and he celebrated it how he wanted to by himself. Yeah. But I'm just mean, however you want to celebrate or not Christmas. Is or not, it's up to you. Yeah. 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 It's That's kind of the thing, because you can't have a spa day on Christmas if there's not someone to have open the spa. Just saying. That's right. So you need, you know, you need all kinds to make the world ground. So let's start. Make your make nutrition. Make, yeah, make, make your, your own. own. God, I'm, it's carrying over. I had a TV show Thursday night, and I could not. By the end of the, I could was tripping over my trunk. I am still doing it. I am tripping over my tongue. I can speak properly. I really can. And I have to slow down and enunciate. And maybe we can make it through this show without <laughs> something really strange coming out this way. Okay. Now, they suggested to make your new tradition um, cook a new dessert that you recreate every year. Um, have a go-to holiday movie. Um, make a video of yourself singing Christmas carols and send it to family and friends. You can just, you can be really creative and come up with your own thing. Yeah. And the next three are, well, when we have the spa day, which I already covered, then the next three are all kind of the same thing. Spend the day somewhere else, go for a drive, go get in the great outdoors. So those are all kind of the same basic principle. Go off and do something you normally wouldn't do. You know? Now, the sixth one is an interesting one. It's how are you supposed to wander in a museum that's closed on Christmas Day? I don't know. But this is something you can do on the 23rd, the 20th, the weekend before. And you can do before Christmas. Yeah. Have, you know, people's plan. 
Um, not just on Christmas Day, but through the holidays. Yeah, there you go. Slide on Christmas jammies and make it a lazy day, which, of course, I'm all for that, even without it being Christmas. But, you know, hey, if the weather's bad, bundle up and watch your favorite Christmas movie. And I'll see you Watch Christmas less TV and, and movie. There's another flip side of that. Binge sh watch your favorite show. Yeah, there you go. Something different. You know, if you do want to get your mind off of Christmas, right? That's what you would want to do. Is you watch something that's different. Uh, a puzzle, if you're into that kind of thing. Sit outside, quiet of nature. Go to the movie solo. I highly recommend this because you get your own popcorn. I like that. My own popcorn, my own drink, my own candy. Yeah, I eat my popcorn candy and drink before the movie starts. That's the problem with the stupid movie theaters. <laughs> Have a fancy dinner. Start a new hobby or, you know, revisit an old one. I have gone out to eat almost by myself when yeah. I was single. Um, but single people I eat too, you know. Yeah, I took a book. There's nothing wrong with going out to eat. Well, no, but I mean, some people have a real thing about it. Take a book. That's what that's what the the stools are for at the bench, to, so you don't feel weird sitting at a table. That's what the counters are for. No, I want the table, the linen, and I want the silverware. Well, if you're all out of, I mean, if you feel weird about it, that's why you go sit at the at the, at the uh. counter. Reach out to others. So spend the day alone together. There you go. Have a Zoom party. Well, that's just sad. Strangers in need. There you go. You know, it always makes you feel better to help people. Reach out to an old friend, someone you've been thinking about, but you haven't talked to in a while. Christmas is a great day to pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, before you get to the old acquaintances, be forgot kind of thing. Yeah. Do that now. Bake the day away. Bake. There we go. A Christmas cleaning. And there's the other one, dive into work. That's kind of, you know, other people like to work on Christmas, not just for the money, but because, you know, keeps them busy. You know, gets their mind off whatever else is Especially going Especially if you're not into the Christmas spirit. Yeah, well, except then you got to listen to Christmas music. You got to work in retail or something. But if you're in a warehouse or something, it's all right. You just kind of plow in, work 12-hour days. Shop for yourself. Spend your spend your Christmas money on yourself. There you go. That's a good one. I do. Get a new pet. If you, well. Well, that takes, that shouldn't be done on a whim. No, that's a commitment. But if you've been considering it and gone through it and you're just going to do it and you, now's just the time to flip the switch, then okay. You know, that kind of thing. If you've just been waiting for the right time type of thing. If you've already thought through it. New Year's resolutions. Well, yeah, okay, if you need to. Stay off social media. Well, yeah, if you guess if you want to be alone is your thing. Those are some ways to do it. So there's that, you know. So if you're alone this Christmas, the, I think the big point of that thing is if there's a lot, if you're alone for Christmas, whether by choice or circumstance, there are things you can do to take control of your situation. You don't have to be a, you know, to be a, a sock puppet in the wind of the Christmas season, you can control your own. Absolutely. And I think so that's 
that's the takeaway of that, you know. All right. So what is next? Romantic Christmas ideas for every couple. Oh. Why do I, these things always send off alarm bells? And, and it's the man in me, I swear. Okay, we can do all of these. Oh, good Lord. Um, okay, but if we're going to do all of these, right, shouldn't we, like, videotape them or, or something so we can, like, post them on social media? <laughs> and we can show the disaster that will come of the, <laughs> of the endeavor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, like, a requirement? <laughs> Okay, my finger's too little. I can't see them, so you're going to have to go. Okay, every year, pick out new ornaments to give each other for your tree. Wait, now, you're going to pick out the ornament? <laughs> so why don't you just buy the ornament for yourself? No, you give to each other. Yeah, but you go what pick out... What the up, other person I want like. you to buy me that ornament to give me for Christmas. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't tell which ornament they're supposed to buy. That's what it just said. No, you buy each other... Uh, a thing. Uh, all right. That's, I didn't sound like what it said to me, but okay. All right. By matching position. Hold on. For those of you watching, this is going to be really weird. All right. No, keep going. Keep going. By matching pajamas and get one of those iconic cozy pictures by the tree. You can use that for your, for your, um, for your New Year's picture, or you can send it out for Christmas next year. Mistletoe. Make sure you put some up. Um, I never understood why you kiss under the mistletoe, but okay. Okay, I don't understand this one. Come up with hilarious and heartwarming Christmas cards to send out to family and friends. Get creative. So you're supposed to make your own cards. That's why God made Hallmark. If we're that creative, then we wouldn't <laughs> we wouldn't need this list. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Okay, go ice skating. Get twelve little gifts for your significant other for the twelve days of Christmas leading up to Christmas Day. That's I want to point thoughtful. out the potential dangers of old people ice skating and things like that. I like us. Excuse me. Oh, our little troublemaker jumped in, so she's going to go put him out. <laughs> well, he'd have been all right for a few minutes. All right. Get 12 little gifts to give your significant other for the 12 days of Christmas. So essentially just do the 12 days of Christmas. But, you know, don't buy the five diamond rings or whatever the heck it is, because that's just. You can buy me five diamond rings. Cubic zirconian rings, maybe. I'll take it. All right. So. Oh, ugly Christmas outfit. We oh, we should have worn ugly Christmas oh, sweaters today. We're going to wear those on December 24th. Well, he said we can't wear them today. We're talking Christmas. We should have worn our ugly Christmas sweaters. Hmm. Even though I need to fix the lights or replace the lights in my... Anyway, I need a new Christmas sweater with lights. How's that? All right. There's another baking cookies day. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of food around Christmas. Pick a... Pick a Christmas theme and decorate together. Winter Wonderland, Nutcracker, Disney, Candyland, Woodsy, White, Pink Glam. Get each other one embarrassing gag gift. There you go. White Christmas party. Ugly Christmas sweater. See, there you go. It's the ugly Christmas sweater party. That's the kind of thing I might go to because I have one. 
It's both ugly and cool at the same time. It's great. Oh, this one. We have to do this one. Write each other a letter to each other to open next Christmas. Oh, shoot me. Oh, come on. That's so romantic. That's not romantic. Yes, it is. That's just... At least three paragraphs. Oh, now it's an assignment. Yeah, that's romantic. <laughs> three paragraphs, and we're going to get specked and checked for grammar and, and punctuation. No, I don't grade. Uh, apparently, you do. You just wanted three paragraphs. Okay, attend a Christmas show or concert. Wait, wait, I got a question, though. But kind. can that be a, my gag gift? What? The letter for next year. <laughs> you are not adhering to the spirit of this. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's not in the way you would expect. That's all that is. Okay. Uh, attend a Christmas show or concert at some time. Okay, there is, check the newspaper. There's always the church that has the ringing bells. And I used to take my girls through a drive-through nativity. Yeah, and, and you know, the Christmas lights, there's, you know which neighborhoods have good Christmas lights to go drive through. So, you know, that's easy to do. So go, you know, see the Christmas lights. Even though it's frigging cold out, I hate that's, why do you want to go see the Christmas lights when you're freaking cold i hate being cold and i live in california that's sad <laughs> we live in california and we hate being cold because you know it's not really cold here you know, not really not really okay that's there's a pro okay our next one is things to do fun things to do with kids at christmas now there's quite a number of them here, but I felt this was needed. You have to scroll down past a whole lot. The first thing on our, if you go to the website, there's the link. And the, the first thing that's on this article is a printable free bingo page. And if you, you need to scroll down pretty far to get to, uh, the Christmas ideas. All right. So free bingo. Keep, keep going. Yeah, there's a free Christmas bingo printable. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So keep going. Oh, good lord! This is an ad, not a not an keep article. Keep going. All right. Good lord! This is the. There we go. This is an ad. That's a big ad, not a, not a website. <laughs> you, you said you had to scroll down. You weren't joking. I told you. Scroll down to the, like, I don't know, the end of the page, and you'll have find the list. Okay. So, but Christmas popcorns. A lot of these are kind of uh, standards, right? So a lot of them are standards, but they're worth repeating. Christmas popcorn. I don't know what Christmas popcorn is. But I guess it's popcorn party. Popcorn on a string. Oh, have a sugar cookie baking night. And then, of course, the next day you have a cookie decorating party. And then there's hot chocolate night. And this would make Christmas breakfast for dinner. But I want my Christmas dinner, dude. I think this will be a fun thing to do um, 
Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, make breakfast for dinner. Wait, since when do we do Christmas dinner? I do. Oh, all right. Christmas goulash? What the hell is that? I mean, we used to have this thing called, well, I can't say the name because it was my sister's name. I said goulash. Just to get people to eat it. And essentially what it was, was a tuna casserole. <laughs> so that's so it's what I know what goulash is. It's essentially tuna casserole. No, goulash is not tuna casserole. It's tomato, beef, noodles, well, macaroni. Have a pizza Christmas party. Make a tree-shaped or a Santa-shaped pizza. Hey, write a letter one for kids and families. Write a letter to Santa. That's always a good thing. You know, they said just write it for next year, apparently. <laughs> next year, what I want you to get me is a car. Make paper snowflakes. Oh, shoot. I need to do that this year. Just fold them up into triangles, cut them out, and tape them to the window. There's Christmas books for children. Don't forget the night before Christmas, I do a reading to the children every year. Uh-huh. Christmas podcasts. I don't know where you're at. So Watercolor painting. Yeah, Christmas podcast. Okay. Holiday music, sing along, and dance party. All righty then. No one wants me singing. Christmas puzzles. You're going to have to stock up. These kids are going to be home for like two weeks. Create popsicle stick Christmas trees. Create an I Spy Christmas activity page and do it together. Okay, that takes a little bit of planning. Make graham cracker gingerbread houses. Dude, no. Buy the kit. All those things never turn out any good. And there's all kinds of Christmas cat craft kits at Dollar Tree. In other words, just find busy work for them. You can go to... Now, this one says attend a digital Christmas story time. But I'm sure your local <coughs> library has a program for Christmas. Yeah. Do the oversized Christmas coloring mat. That sounds fun. Christmas activity books. Again, Dollar Tree. Pin the nose on Rudolph. Oh, have fun. Pin the nose on Rudolph. Game night. Do a okay. game night. Okay. Okay, out of the house. Again, go driver. Christmas shopping. I like I, I go out of the house, go Christmas shopping. You're gonna take your kids Christmas shopping with you. I can't think of a worse experience in my life to take kids Christmas shopping. They have a right to go their Christmas shopping too, you know. I didn't say they didn't. Well, there's no right to Christmas shopping, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. Well, they need. They have needs. Yeah, but. I didn't say, you know, they might not have to go Christmas shopping, but, you know, taking them Christmas shopping is not a fun experience. It's not something I say, hey, kids, let's go Christmas shopping and it'll be fun. I know. It says no parent of children ever. <laughs>
<laughs> just sorry, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but they have fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it ends up with tears and crying and screaming and <laughs> just wait till your father gets home and all that kind of stuff. And then that's what happens when that kind of thing happens. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that's also part of the Christmas experience. We just don't talk about that. <laughs> so, but you don't appreciate the rest if you don't get that. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. So what else you got? Drive around the area. Look at lights. We talked about that one already. Okay. Yeah. You know, the hot spots. you can search on your, uh, on the internet for lights in your area. There's some neighborhoods that really just go to the wall, man. It's amazing. Pick up a holiday themed flavor treat at a local bakery, and there's always Starbucks always has lots of uh, specials out. Deliver Christmas treats or gifts to the neighbors. I used to make cookies. Again, go ice skating and dude, visit Santa. Sure, why not? Or, you know, if you're an older person, play Santa. That's always fun. It's a big responsibility. Yes, it is. So, but it's fun. It's actually one of the funner things you can do um, as a holiday. Play Santa. You don't go be a mall Santa. That's too much like work. <laughs> Just go be a Santa for, you know, for a day, for somebody, for something. All right, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be. Just have to be Santa for that period of time. That's all. Kids will buy it. And even if they don't, they'll go along. Because they don't want to spoil the fun either. So, anyway. No, they don't. So, now if you live in an area with snow, build a snowman. Acts of kindness are always good during this during this uh, time of year, you know. It's yes. Not, not just good for for those you for who you uh, for the bestow e. It's also good for the bestower. Right? It is. Okay. Yeah. I got my grammar right there. Right. Yeah. All right. So, what else can you do? You can. Okay. Of course, you got to do the setup. Take a night and set up the Christmas tree. Yep. And decorate the front door and maybe outside. Like the kids bop Christmas list. Oh no, I'm gonna have to go play that. We're we're red and green spirit day. You mm. can if you're crafty, make some Christmas shirts. Yeah. You you got the traditional advent calendar. And, you know, Christmas cards. Make a Christmas playlist. Wrap your presents. Make homemade cards. Yeah. And, of course, and then, of course, there's the process of getting the cards ready, going to the post office, buying stamps. Nobody tells you how to do this stuff. you got to show them. Putting them on the cards. Waiting in line. It's part of the tradition. Yeah, I had to go wait in the UPS store line the other day. Oddly enough for work, I got paid for standing in the, in the UPS store line. So that was fun. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, for what it was, <laughs> there wasn't very much. All right. Now I would like to remind everybody, you can find all our show notes and the links to all the stuff we talk about at latenightlove.us. It's already up there. And you can find us on all your various social media and podcast platforms. If I remember to remember to update them, I have to remember. I don't know. I forget sometimes. I've been busy, man. I've got to get myself a little more organized. All right. So what's next? Well, we have questions. Questions, questions, questions. All right. We're going to start with relationships and we're just going to dive right in. Yep. Okay, my boyfriend won't give me a key to his house even though I live here. He works, so when I leave to run errands or work, I have to sit outside till he comes home. Am I asking too much? No, but the question is why? What's the excuse? And then you can go from there. He may have trust issues that he has to get over, and he can't get over them until he can express them. But it's to find out why. But no, you're not asking for too much. You live there. You should have a key. That's kind of a no-brainer. So the question is why? Or is he a controlling freak and you shouldn't be with him? And there could be, a, well, from his perspective, a legitimate reason. Or it could be an abusive jerk. So you have to figure out which way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My ex-girlfriend and I broke up a month ago. We are casual friends. Should I tell her I have cancer or should I keep it to myself? Well, you don't have to tell her anything. But my question is, if you're still friends, why wouldn't you tell her? She's going to find out at some point and she still cares about you. So she still wants to be in your life. Yeah. And you're going to need as many friends as you can get in these next few months, years, whatever it is. Right. And. It, you know, you're not, you're no longer romantically, romantically linked. That doesn't mean you can't still support each other, you know? Yes. It's so, I understand the not wanting to, I can kind of get it, but my suggestion is to be as open as possible through this process because it's what's going to help you get through it. Yes. So it's not even really about her. It's what you tell you. Would you tell your friends? Would you tell your other friends? Then yes. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. But you don't know until you cross the bridge. These are bridges you have to cross. So. And we wish you the best in terms of getting through. Yes. So. Yes. Seek all the help you can get. All right. Okay. I want to tell my boyfriend <clears throat> I love him through an encrypted message game. How do I do this? You don't? Just tell him. For the love of God. <laughs> you're afraid of rejection, and we get it. It's it's a big thing. You're, not, you're afraid that you're not going to get the response that you dreamed up in your head. And... We all understand. It's it's very human. It's, so it's not. We're not even blaming you. We're kind of laughing, but only because we've all been through it. Been there, been <laughs> it's, there, it's, dude. It's, oh my god! I said I told you I loved you and ran away. <laughs> so we're laughing because it's like a very human experience. You can't get more human than this, right? 
But I suggest you try and overcome that human instinct, <laughs> become better than the rest of us, <laughs> and just deal with it head on. Because, you know, mixed messages, you're more likely, you're less likely to get the response you want by sending mixed messages than you are by dealing with it forwardly. And, and if you don't get the response you want, then you know what you're dealing with. You know, at least you'll be clear. And that's what you need right now is you need clarity. So. Yes. There's a lot of up in the air. Yeah. There's a lot of up in the air. There's a lot of, you're facing a lot of risk. It's taking that step in, into a loving relationship is it's a, it's a big emotional risk. It generally is, which is why you're reluctant to kind of, <laughs> kind of dive in head first. We get it, but there's no other way to do it. You're going to have to dump it. You, you do. You, you have to jump in both feet. There's no other way around it. So, you know, start your relationship off on a better foot. Yeah. And that, but even though there's no, no judgment if you don't, because all of us have done the exact same thing. <laughs> find a human out there who has it, and I'll find you someone who hasn't had a relationship. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, what do we got next? All right. My spouse is perpetually in a bad mood. She hates her job. She spilled something. The dog is too loud. Her clothes don't fit. It's too cold. That list is ongoing and endless. I've worked on not trying to fix it or change it. But sitting around her seething makes me go crazy after a few days. What do I do? Well, what you try to do, if anything, is you get her to go see a counselor, therapist of some sort. Because there's something underneath that she's not dealing with that needs to be dealt with. But in the grand scheme of things, there's not much you can do other than to try to be supportive as she deals with whatever it is she's going through. I mean, there's something. You know, maybe it is. She hates her job so much that it just spills over into everything else. Time to find a new job. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe there's something else. Maybe the, she hates her job as a reflection of she's not happy with where she is in life or something else. You, but, we're, you know, you can't get through it until you figure it out. And you're not going to figure it out just sitting there staring at each other. So my suggestion is to find a way to get her into counseling. Don't suggest marriage counseling or, or counseling. Suggest it, you know, kind of suggest it, whatever is it she needs. If she needs it to be marriage counseling or couples counseling, then do that. If she needs it to be, you know, for herself, then that. You know, don't be the, don't make it a barrier. You know, you're, uh, you're offering help. And tell her your friends frustrate you. Tell her you don't like seeing her angry. You love her too much to see her like this. And you want to find a way to get through it. You know? So. You're always so kind. Anyway. Well, there's something going on. Yes. So that's what I would do. All right. So what do you got? Okay. Parenting. Woohoo. Husband and I are <coughs> expecting our second kid in 10 weeks. We are currently in Jamaica for our flight for our first solo trip the last four, three years. Unfortunately, 
two and a half year old woke up with a 102 degree fever this morning. He's at the doctor now. His grandparents and aunts are taking shifts watching him this week. We are set to return home Thursday night. Should we leave and go home? It feels so wrong to be on an island enjoying ourselves while he's homesick and coughing. Well, I don't know. It feels you never. Here's the two second thing: you're not going to be able to enjoy your trip until he's home and back to normal. Yep. You're not. How can you do that? How can you, you're not going to be able to? You're going to be worried the whole time. But at the same time, he's going to be back to normal in 36 hours. So <laughs> canceling your whole trip is probably a bit extreme. I mean, my I wouldn't leave unless until I know what it is, right? If it's just a you know normal type of ear infection, he's he's got a. You know, a fever with an ear infection. It's kind of a routine thing. All right, I'd leave. If it's something more serious than some kind of routine thing, then you put it off. Because that's what parents do. And it's a difficult call. But, you know. But, yeah, this is parenthood. Yeah. But here's the thing. What does it say? Your His grandparents are watching, and aunts are watching them. They've been through this themselves. The grandparents have had you. They know how to take care of a sick child. You know? Yes. Yeah. But if it's a relatively routine thing, you go. If, if it's more than anything more than routine, then you stay. It's, you know, what do you consider routine is an individual type thing. All right. Okay. My toddler will be four in March and he wakes up four to five times a night, sometimes more. He will come into our room, wake me up, and tell me he needs me to stand outside his door. I'm losing my mind. Any ideas? Um, yeah, no, because that's pretty normal. Yeah, it is. Four-year-old. <laughs> that, that, yeah, no. You just set your boundaries and tell them no. You put them back to bed. That's what you do. You know? That's all you can really do. You don't make it. You try not to make it a big thing. But you also can't give in to him at that stage. So you can't just stand outside of his door. <laughs> well, I was watching my grandson once around that age. And I had my book and I put a chair outside his bedroom and I read my book. Well, yeah, but that's a not a parent. That's a grandparent. You're not there all every day. You're not having to deal with it. So... It's an idea. Yeah. I mean, the problem is then he's going to get used to you sitting out there with a book every night. And then it becomes a crutch for him to sleep and crutch rather than, no, you have to learn to sleep. Like a, you know, you get a toddler's brain, he's scared. He's got all kinds of stuff in his head and then it's dark and, and he gets it. He wants you close by. But, you know, you're safe in the house. He's going to have to learn that. So you just keep putting him back to bed, just like you always do. doesn't change. Sooner or later, they outgrow it. They really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the stage. It's, it's what they all do. And they grow it up. They go through it fairly quickly. All right. Okay. Do I have a right to feel sad and angry? My father didn't show up to my girl's first birthday because I invited my stepsister from his previous marriage do you have a right 
Well, you're going to feel however you feel. So <laughs> you have a right to your feelings. Your, your feelings are your feelings. And now maybe the point is you should understand you know, maybe his feelings. Maybe there's a reason he doesn't want us to be in the same room. Maybe they can't get along. And so he made a choice. You know, he's not going to spoil the birthday party by going. You know, who knows? I don't know the situation. So, do you have a right to be upset? Of course you do. Of course you do. Their father missed it. But, you know, think about it this way. Maybe it's for the best. Maybe. Sometimes, these kind of things are actually for the best. It's a one-year-old birthday party. The child, the grandchild's not going to know. We're... They're not going to know. It's not going to have any impact on them whatsoever. The rest of their lives. It just won't. It's you. It's impacting. So keep it about you, not about the grandchild. That would be my. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Consistently struggling with picky eating with my three and a half year old. How do I get him to eat? Well, again, let's remember this is perfectly normal. <laughs> if you're three and a half year old, you know, some of them you can only get them to eat what? chicken nuggets or something, right? You you feed him chicken nuggets until he's ready to eat something else. You always try. You offer. Yeah, but at, there comes a point where you have to make sure they're eating something. But, I don't know. You just keep trying. That's the only thing you can do. Just make small portions. Make things he tries. Say, okay, you can eat that, but you have to try that first. And... They'll try it. They'll eventually strike on a few things he like. They're three and a half. It's not really a sign of anything to come. It's no. Just, it's just three and a half. <laughs> they're, they're, everything's new. They're all like this. Yeah. Well, everything's new. You just think about it this way. All these tastes and flavors and stuff are new. And so they're going to have strong reactions to them. As the more flavors and stuff they experience, the the reactions to the flavors will be less and they'll settle down into, into a more normal palate. But you're just going to have to continue to offer them new flavors and they will eventually settle down. That's all. But it's perfectly normal at three and a half years old. It's what they all do. They're all picky at three and a half. Yeah. Well, except for the ones that aren't who will eat anything like a garbage disposal. But you, you've got the two extremes at that age. <laughs> you got the garbage disposal who will freaking literally eat anything. And you've got the ones who, who will, you can lucky if you can get them to eat French fries, right? You know, it's just. <laughs> it's just how kids are. And, it's, and they're all perfectly normal. All right. What do we got? We have work. <clears throat> Okay, my my CEO's created a heavy, hostile work environment, and we're all burned out. What do we do now? To find a different job? That's, you know, you take your talents elsewhere. It's not the only job in the world. Then the best way to get, you know, a raise is to change jobs. It just is. You have skills. And you take them out and you market them. It's tough out there now. And maybe he's taking advantage of it. Or maybe you you don't understand how maybe you're young 
and you don't understand how much work is. I know there's these days where a lot of people misunderstand the nature of work. <laughs> you know, too many of these, too many people spent too long in in colleges and not enough time were washing dishes at a restaurant, paying for the bills. And so when they get, literally, I saw I was reading an ad somebody where some kid was hard to work in a fast food joint. When they asked him to do the dishes, he quit. What do you think you were being hard to do? You know, and it's fine. Hey, you're, if you don't want to wash dishes for, for a living, that's great. But what did you think you were getting hired to do? <laughs> you know, I have no problems with you not wanting to, to work in a restaurant. Okay, then don't apply. But if you work in a restaurant, you're going to wash dishes. You just are. That's what happens. And so that's kind of the thing. So I don't know, maybe rephrase what a, a hostile work environment and, and a heavy work environment are two actually different things. But maybe reframe what your work environment actually is. But ultimately, the solution is to take your talents elsewhere to an environment that is more appreciative. That you feel appreciate your talents. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, because not all jobs, not all, you know, cultures are suited for everybody. You know, some people will feel, some people will feel a hostile work environment in, in the same environment somebody else will thrive in. So who's right? Well, maybe you both are. Maybe it's just somebody's in the wrong work environment. And so you're can change it. You go to find one that works for you. They're out there. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Should I ask my boss why I don't have WFH? What is that? I don't know. Privileges or just look for another job. I don't know what. Okay. Well, we don't know what that means. Sorry. What is it? Health privileges or something like that? I don't uh, know. I don't know. You're the one who pulled it off of the thing. That's all it is. I don't know. Well, there's some privileges. Why don't you have maybe executive privileges or some kind or some? You can ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. And the worst you can say is you're not worth it. And then you can go move on. You know, again, but I always warn people that maybe you're not as valuable as you think you are. Far too many people think they're more valuable they're irreplaceable and nobody's irreplaceable. No one. Nobody's quite as valuable as they think they are. It's a pain in the butt to replace people. So they'll keep you around to a point. <laughs> to a point. <laughs> All right. So anyway, no one's irreplaceable. Just be careful. You know, be careful how you approach it. Right. Really? You know, ask a question. Hey, what can I do to get these privileges? Rather than saying, hey, how come I don't have these privileges yet? Hey, what do I need to do to, to, to acquire these type of privileges? Ask it that way. And then you're inquiring without, without, um, what's the word? Without being, um, you're asking rather, you're asking how do you accusing. achieve something. Yes, rather than accusing, how come I haven't gotten this yet? Hey, what do I need to do to get that? All right. So it's a different approach. It's going to appear different to them. Right. One's the selfish things. One, hey, how do I get there? Uh, you know, it's a different. Why aren't I there yet? And say, how do I? How do I get there? You know, it's a different. They'll take it differently. So that's all I'm saying. All right. Yes. 
is it pushing boundaries too far if my <coughs> boss asks why if i if my boss asks why i can't work past 8 p.m on saturday well you can ask why i mean it's just asking don't get offended because they asked the question now whether you have to answer or not is up to you <laughs> the answer is entirely up to you because that's what i've been scheduled because i have family commitments it's none of your damn business. You know, all those are also acceptable answers. <laughs> you know, I don't know what your what your normal schedule is. Did it was you... family commitment. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't know what the agreed upon schedule is. Oh, oh, oh. Right? If that's an agreed upon schedule, maybe your boss is a new boss and he doesn't know that that was agreed upon schedule and you hired. So he's just curious. Hey, why can't you work past eight? Like, other, right? So maybe he's just wondering. You know, you don't know. So my question is, he's got, yeah, of course he's going to ask, right? He may have every right to ask. He may simply not know, right? Maybe he's the new boss and he just doesn't know why you can't work past eight. Oh, okay. That's why you work off. All right, sweet. Thanks. You know? Yeah. Lots of these kind of arrangements get made and a new boss comes in and you say, why are stuff like this? <laughs> and unless someone tells them, you don't know. And people don't know to tell them unless they ask. Uh, so you know fill the knowledge gap man it's all right you'll be all right it's most likely not an accusation it's just a question of information all right what do you got dealing with a colleague who is an alcoholic he's a technician and will sneak a drink on his way from or between jobs we know and cannot get him to care a talking only keeps him sober during working hours for about two to three weeks how do we help him stop I don't have an answer. You're the one. I you can't. You have an intervention. And you need professional help for that. So it's and there are many, there are many, many, many um, places. Well, we live in a big city. There are many different um, counseling centers that are specifically for substance abuse and alcoholism is a substance abuse yeah it's and they're they're well versed at how to, to to deal with these types of things yeah this is one of those things that's likely above your pay grade yes right and so you know if you must if you feel you really have to you take it to hr if you feel it's a safety issue for the rest of you then you deal with it in hr but you know Beyond that, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what to do. These are the tough calls that it's really you can't ask for advice from other people because they're not there. Yeah. But it, if it's a potential safety issue, you actually may have a moral obligation to take it to HR and deal with it that way. You know, there's bigger issues at stake. And he's driving around drinking. Yeah. They're in company hours. Isn't there some kind of liability there? Probably. And especially, and they know he's out drinking and driving? Well, it depends. If, you know, it's like having a half a beer or something. Is it really drinking and driving? No, you're not going to be hit a thing. But is it during working hours? Can Is it a liability? You're damn straight it is. And so there's lines there, right? Yeah. And so, like I said, you may have a moral, moral issue, right? to go to HR and deal with it that way. Whether it's the right thing to do for him or not is an open question, but 
it's sometimes it's not about him. You know, and maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll hit his rock bottom and he can start climbing his way out, even though that can't be the reason you do it. You do it because it's the right thing to do because there's ethical issues and moral issues to be dealt with. Uh, yes. Liability issues. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm thinking is, is, you know, you might have to deal with HR on that one. All right. Okay, that was the last work question. Now right. we have our sex questions. Okay, here we go. Here we go. My boyfriend is upset with me because I kissed his nipple. He said, where the hell did you mm -hmm. learn this? It was just a whim. How do I reassure him I'm not cheating? <laughs> well, they must be young and inexperienced, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> Because, quite frankly, anybody watched in any kind of, you know, adult-themed movie, shall we say, will have seen this maneuver. I'm just... <laughs> Several times. <laughs> so, Frequently. <laughs> so, what he needs, what he actually needs is it's just feeling insecure. And there's not actually much you can do about it except, you know, give him some time to grow past it. There's really not much you can do. Just tell him he's being stupid and move and you know let him feel stupid for a couple of days. It's really all you can do. And he'll he'll either get past it and you guys can have a functional relationship or he won't, and then you'll know better and it's time to move on. I hate to be so blunt, but these are these growth moments as you know, human beings. <laughs> and you can understand the first time, right? But, you know, you get a few days to, 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 to kind of move past it. And if you can't, well, then you're not ready for a real relationship. Because what's going to happen if he bumps into somebody who's had experience if he can't deal with this? So you don't want to deal with that. So he's going to learn to mature or he's not. And shouldn't she feel safe to explore with him? Well, yeah, but this kind of thing is when you're both inexperienced and you end up touching places on, on whims and people freak out, trust me, it just happens, right? It happens both ways. Sure. And, and so just, just don't worry about it so much. My suggestion is don't worry about it so much. You kind of laugh it off. And if you can't really laugh it off, then he's got a maturity problem. Yeah. And that's something else. That's a different question. And it actually is a more fundamentally important one. Okay. Okay. My my 20-year-old uh -huh. female boyfriend, 23-year-old male, wants to come in me now that I'm on the pill, but I have some reservations. I could still get pregnant, right? Yes. I mean, if you have sex, you have the potential to get pregnant. It's true. And, you know, you can understand the desire to, to not want to use protections and, and you get that. It, it's a more, frankly, it is a more fulfilling experience. But at the same time, if you're not comfortable with it, then you're not comfortable with it. It's that simple. It's really not that complicated. Now, him expressing the desire isn't, is there's nothing wrong with that either, right? He has to be allowed. Just so we talked, he has to be allowed to express themselves and we have to be, but you know, you discuss it and you move on. 
But if you're uncomfortable, then you're uncomfortable. Man, it's really that simple. Because, yes, it still is potentially. A pill is not 100%. Especially, especially if you take things like antibiotics and other medications can be lower even more. And so, you know, if that's your, if that's a extreme concern, then play double safe. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a problem with him expressing the desire. I, she's I, 20 years old. I think she's to be commended. She's taking responsibility. Yeah. I don't, there's, I just don't have a problem with either side. They're expressing, you know, he's yeah, expressing yeah. his. Yeah, yeah, he, he's expressing his desires. And, and they're working through it. And so as long as they, you know, work through it like of adults, then they're on a good path, right? They're they're discussing these things before it happens. <laughs> you know, they're working through them. That's actually a good path to a functional relationship. Congratulations. <laughs> For me, I look at that. That's actually a good sign. They're working through what are really just difficult issues to discuss, and yet yes. they're discussing them. That they should be commanded. You know, ultimately, it's her decision, and he has to respect it. But it doesn't mean he can't discuss it. And you should. He should be able to discuss it. He should feel be able to feel heard. Yeah, that's how he can accept the fact that when he gets told no. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how it works. <laughs> All right. What do we got left? We got two more. Okay. My girlfriend of four years has always had a huge crush on Harry Styles since she was a teenager. Now she's mid-20s. She has posters. Fan girls over him have seen him in concert multiple times. This has never bothered me. Now she wants me to dress like him during sex. Is this weird? Well, yeah, but sex is weird. So, <laughs> so you know. Do you know how many women have slipped on a Princess Leia costume? Yeah, it's just, you know. I mean, good Lord. go to, You have this whole thing called cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and furries. And it's just some... A uh, more normal version of that, quite frankly. <laughs> Tell you the truth. <laughs> so, no, you're all right. I mean, whether you want to do it or not is an open question, just like we discussed. It's your choice, right? You get to make these decisions. But is it weird? Well, yes, but no weirder than anything else we all do with each other. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe have some fun with it once and see how it goes. You know, who knows? Maybe she'll do you a favor later on for something that she's kind of wishy-washy about. And decide to give one for the team, give it a try, just, you know, because you did it yourself. That's how these things can work sometimes. Just don't expect it. Just, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you don't do these things expecting something in return later on. You, no. No. But it does increase the likelihood of that kind of thing happening. All right. I think it would be kind of fun. If you're into that kind of thing, it would be. <laughs> well, no, you get somebody going completely gaga over you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, no, if you're into that kind of thing, then yeah, it would be fun. But if you're not, then, you know, I could see you'd feel weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you don't know you can get into something until you give it a little try. To, you know, you give it the old college try. 
So I, mean, I don't know. It, you know. Start with kissing. See how it goes. Yeah. Okay. One more. Last one. I, 22-year-old female, tried doggy style for the first time and blacked out. Is that normal or should I see a doctor? Apparently, I didn't put she. I didn't put the whole thing on there. She <laughs> went on quite a bit for several paragraphs about in detail about how wonderful this was. Oh, so essentially, what happened was she 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 had uh, multiple orgasms to 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 point where she blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that just means don't have that many multiple orgasms in the future. That's all. But you may actually want to discuss it with your doctor. Not have to, not in like a panic or anything, but you may want to make a note of it and have a discussion. You may want to check your heart or something. Anytime you black out, it's yeah. not a good idea. It's a good idea to check in with the doctor. And of course, just what, have a discussion. Well, yeah, and it may not have actually been the blackout. You may have just not, you know really remember anything at the moment because <laughs> so those can happen too but it's not a bad idea to necessarily have a discussion with your doctor about it i wouldn't do it necessarily do it in a panic given that set of circumstances no, no, but no. but it's not a bad idea you know especially if it's concerning you enough to write on reddit that should you asking for your doctor then it's probably not a bad idea to talk to your doctor know these kind of questions are a little embarrassing to talk to your doctor about but yet somehow you managed to talk to the internet so <laughs> i think you can do it i believe in you i really do <laughs> and that's it for today that's an interesting way to, <laughs> to end a christmas show <laughs> but <laughs> that's what lovey wrote is that that's <laughs> I wonder. I planned it that way. <laughs> Out with a bang. <laughs> all right. We're out of here. Good night. Thank you all for joining us. And please remember to love everybody, but not that way. <laughs> Bye.